DJ Poppy, semi in the MC, Drake, tech on the beat, let's go, y'all. Northwest and let's go, check it out, y'all. Hey, hey, I said, they think Ray Berlin, man, aka NGL. His show is the truth, like NGL. That means he's not gonna lie, and he's clever when he speaks. Plus, he runs unplugged, that's the editor in chief. Special guests on this show have gotten exposure. Discuss the sports, music, and popular culture. Streetwear, and don't forget the entrepreneurs, cause when it comes to interviewers, man, this dude is the future. Always keeping it current with the older, with the new. Welcome back to the GL Review. Thanks to freestyle rapping legend Sam I Am, the MC, for that awesome intro theme. You can follow along with his work at Sam I Am, the MC, on Twitter and Instagram. For now, though, I'm Nathan Graber-Lipperman, creator and editor-in-chief of Unplugged, as well as the CEO of Powder Blue Media, our media startup brand out of Northwestern's very own incubator, The Garage. Every Friday, I'm bringing you guest interviews and pop culture panelists. In addition to that, I'm covering some of my more eclectic interests, such as streetwear, entrepreneurship, and, of course, ultimate frisbee. Speaking of streetwear and entrepreneurship, though, if you follow along with everything we're doing over here at Unplugged, you might have seen we just launched another podcast in collaboration with fashion entrepreneur Ashton Keys and his label 96. Every month, we'll be interviewing influencers in the industry and hosting discussion on the intersection of tech and streetwear. Go check out the first episode. It was a really fun, engaging panel featuring Slate Tattoo CEO and incoming member of Nike strategy team Alex Ang, as well as sneaker reseller extraordinaire Sheridan Claiborne. Look, we really couldn't have asked for a better pair of guests than these two. They know their stuff. They're both very analytical, business-savvy guys. After all, Alex does go to business school, and Sheridan has resold over $6.5 million worth of sneakers by now. It made for a really interesting deep dive into the world of sneaker reselling. Even if you're not that invested in the culture, believe me, you will enjoy it a lot. And if you don't want to go for me, at least go for Sheridan. I mean, that man is 19 years old. He's starting his job as a product manager at Dropbox pretty soon, and he's really just an absolute character. Definitely made for a really funny time. But anyway, back to this show. So if you listen to last week's episode where I interviewed Threadless CEO Jake Nickel, actually, before we get into that, I do want to give a shout out to Threadless and Jake because I had an awesome time going down to the West Loop and recording their dope office. But not only that, Jake's all about supporting artists, and he's true to his word because on Saturday I woke up to see that our pod had been retwe- retweeted. Excuse me, our pod had been retweeted by Threadless's Twitter account, which has 1.86 million followers. Look, I'm not a numbers guy, and hell, I just hate social media. But this was an absurd experience in of itself. Go listen to that pod if you haven't yet. It's a great look at a self-made guy whose whole mission is to help artists profit of their wor- off of their work. And again, he is true to his word. All right, though, enough plugging of our other shows. If you listen to last week's episode, you probably heard how I'm going to start every one of these off with an inside look at what we're doing as a startup and the entrepreneurial journey as a whole. And speaking of that journey, man, this is episode 26 now. It's unfathomable in all honesty. I couldn't even tell you what was on the last 10 episodes of this thing. What a journey it has been. But yeah, last week when I posted episode 25, I realized, damn, 25 episodes. That's an accomplishment in of itself, right? 
But the thing was, I had to release the Threadless pod because I had already been sitting on in that interview interview for over a week. And it was great, and I didn't want Jake to think I forgot about him. So I figured I'd wait one more week to commemorate this whole thing, and so here we are. But in any event, I met with Corey Sandrick earlier this week, a guy who works for a VC called Parento and also teaches at Northwestern. Corey got his undergrad degree in theater right here at Northwestern before moving on to get an MBA from Booth, UChicago's business school. Therefore, he's a really interesting guy because he's got one foot in two doors, the arts world and the business world. I picked his brain for a while, you know, showed him our stuff, what we hope to do, and he loved it all. He really did. But he also approached it in a very objective sense, saying, like, look, if this were a meeting where we were thinking of funding you, there are certain things I would need from you to start demographics. You say you want to target Gen Z. Well, how many people are in Gen Z? How many of them actually want long-form commentary? How many of them actually read? Furthermore, it's okay to not have a revenue stream yet, but your problem is that you made what you want to make and now you have to retcon a bit. Kind of taking a step back, I mean, the thing is most startups, you know, they start with a lean canvas. It's basically a business model where you figure all this stuff out. You answer about 18 questions to figure out your product, who you're trying to sell it to, etc. For a long time for me, I did in fact kind of just made what I wanted to make because I didn't want to worry about making money. You know, I am I just want to worry about that internal motivator, that intrinsic both want and need to simply make dope shit. I love saying it slow. It really puts the emphasis on it. Anyway, um, but I mean, look, Corey was right. What if Gen Z simply doesn't want to read long form commentary? What if my whole idea of going against the grain is flawed logic that might hold up in a middle school English argument, you know, paper, but um, certainly not on a pitch deck. I'm reflecting on all this because later in the week, a freshman journalism student approached me saying he wanted to start a publication of his own with a couple of friends, and their focus was going to be on long-form reporting. They had big dreams of hacking together their own website and everything, but fresh off of this conversation with Corey and many similar ones I've been having recently, I told the kids straight up, look, dude, if you just want to focus on making cool stories, do that. Sign up for an account on Medium. Go make it happen. But if you want to make a legit publication, ask yourself this. Where do I picture myself in three years? Working for myself on the startup of mine? Like, think about that. Can you set up a media business that can take in even $30,000 a year, which is barely livable as is? I mean, just think, just fathom how big of a number 30000 is. Regardless of if you really want to go that route, then you can talk about creating a website. Then you can talk about hacking together your own publishing platform. He quickly realized that no, this wasn't the goal. He and his friends just wanted to tell good stories. The thing was, though, I wasn't trying to scare him off. I was just trying to inform him of everything I've gone through in these last two years. Because the thing is, my dream is to work for myself in two years. My dream is to never do a formal job interview my entire life. But I'm realistic about these dreams. I'm working hard pretty much every day to make that happen and that's when you think of when you know you start to realize just how short college is i mean i'm already halfway done with this thing and i still feel like i just got here setting up a self-sustaining business in the next two years are you joking right now look i'm realistic about it all the bottom line is however the idea of accepting a paycheck from someone else it scares me it honest to God does. And that's what drives me every day to work hard at this thing because I do want to do it on my own. 
Another thing I'm reflecting on a little bit was the director of Sorry to Bother You, one of my favorite movies from last year. Uh, this crazy-ass guy, Boots Riley. <laughs> I love Boots Riley. He's, uh, his Wikipedia page describes him as a director, producer, musician, rapper, activist, and self-proclaimed communist. <laughs> Such a great combination. Anyway, though, got to see him at a panel. He came to campus, was in a panel discussion talking about his movie, kind of his journey to making that movie, and... He talked about the seven years in which his film was in development hell. He talked about living paycheck to paycheck, getting the electricity pulled on him. And he said how all artists are crazy in their own way and stubborn because otherwise, if you're not crazy, if you're not stubborn, you never will be able to accomplish that thing you're chasing. How everyone else in the quote-unquote real world will look at you and use those two adjectives, crazy and stubborn, all the way up until you simply, well, do it. So you might be able to tell... I have a lot of thoughts. I always do. I'm not here to rag so much on the business side of things, though. I'm here to celebrate all the awesome work that's gone into creating and sustaining this podcast, all the people who have helped out along the way with this 26th episode. To do that, I'm flashing back to one year ago, last May, when we recorded our first ever interview for the original Unplugged podcast. I'm re-releasing this episode where I sat down with a really cool guest a guy who gets LeBrons before even LeBron does. Yep, you guessed it. Here's Air Kenny. Uh, today, though, the first guest we have on the podcast, I'm here with Ken Weiner. The famous Air Kenny, one of. Would you describe <laughs> yourself as a famous, you know, sneaker influencer? I, I no, just the opposite. I I, I think that uh, um, I haven't been one that really posts a lot of pictures of myself on my on my Instagram, and and I think for the most part, uh, people just look at me as the old guy at the sneakers, and and uh, and I don't I don't think there are there are people that are in this sneaker community that that do recognize me and. And every once in a while, um, I think as recently as a month ago, the kid at Subway gave me a free Subway sandwich because he recognized me. So, <laughs> so it's that the kind perks. of fame that I command. That, uh, but other than, than than rare instances like that, no, I don't think I, I'm too famous. Well, I guess so. You go to sneaker con a lot, right? I do. I'm yeah. I'm usually getting tables. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. getting a, a couple tables this year. But yeah, I, I've been going every year for for years. I, I love the sneaker con event. Yeah, so, and I, I knew that because you've posted pictures. I've seen pictures posted. You have a pretty famous table. So if people see you there, do they say, oh, that's Air Kenny? Yeah, yeah. When people, when, when, when I would set up, they'd usually recognize my table because of all the samples I would have, and, and they, would, uh, they would quickly recognize me. And then it, it, would, it would essentially be a day, and now it's actually SneakerCon's been doing two days in Chicago, mm -hmm. Um, but a, a day or two of, of just talking to a lot of people that, that are interested in sneakers and and maybe how I got my samples and and things like that. But yeah, it's 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 a full day of, of, of talking to a lot of people that that do know me or my collection. Yep. That's you know it's funny you bring up the samples so quick. That's actually a question Andrew was asking me. Uh, Andrew's Fenichel back here producing the podcast. He might jump in every once in a while. Sure. Um, about like how do samples really come to be? How do they come into the hands of someone? And I kind of tried explaining it, but I realized like I've never really been in the loop enough to own a, a shoe as rare as that. So do you yeah. have any stories about like the the process of acquiring a sample, how it comes to be? Yeah, I mean, so samples, just understanding what samples are, 
there's a big, say, let's say, a big circle, and that circle represents samples. Within that circle, you'll have um, maybe uh, store samples where um, back in the day, a lot of times these um, these people uh, representing Nike would, or, or the other sneaker um, companies would, would go to the stores and say, look, you know, here are some samples for you to, po- to, to, to put up in your store. And then you have another set, subset within that big circle um, called player exclusives. And then even, I would say, a subset within that player exclusives, um, you would get a, a, a group called friends and family. Mm-hmm. So there are different samples, and, and I think ideally if you can get one of the, um, the rare samples or the friends and family samples, that's, that would be a, a nice uh, a sneaker to hang on to. And it's... Uh, it, and it's not just any any kind of friends and family. There, there are there. Are, you, I guess you got to be um, uh, deliberate in terms of what you what you what you are s- searching out because there could be a one of one or or only th- you know three shoes of it, but it, it could be a dud basically where no one really wants it, no one really has any interest mm-hmm. in it, and so you don't really want to spend uh, over, you know overspend something. It may be neat to still have in your collection, but you don't want to really. S- overspend on something on something like that but in terms of of the sneakers and the samples and how I started to get them and then where where that evolved is um, I started just on my own and it was in a time around 2010 where I was um, starting just to, to kind of acquire shoes that I um, that I was I had, I had purchased when I was a kid and when I was growing up mm-hmm. loving Loving Jordan, I grew up with with the Bulls winning their championships, and and so and, and Jordan could do no wrong, and so I'd always want the Jordan, the newest Jordan that came out. So I started in two, around 2010 going after those shoes that I really loved as a kid. Um, the black metallic five, I think, was one of my favorite ones. I remember because uh, yeah, I just remember um, you know people were getting you know shot for those shoes, robbed for those shoes, and so. Uh, to have one of those shoes that that, that, uh, that people wanted so badly, that was kind of neat to, to to have. But then, um, then I went. Uh, so I would I would get those, and and my secretary, she would she was very understanding of my my uh, desire to get these shoes. So she would make uh, these little labels for me, and I, I had a, a cabinet in my place where I'd put these shoes, like the black metallic fives, when mm-hmm. I got them back. Um, I think it was 2012. Um, and and I got those, and I had a nice little label put for them, and I, and I wasn't wearing them. I was just sitting there on display in my house. And then the and then the Black Metallic Fives released again. I think maybe a year or two later, and um, and that kind of bothered me because here this shoe I thought I was not only saving it in pristine condition, but I thought would maybe increase in value. I wasn't uh, really uh, up to speed on, on on how Nike was re-releasing these pairs off in the case. Um, what what it kind of started things for me was a the Concord Elevens uh, that mm-hmm. hadn't been released for ten years. Yeah. So I thought maybe these other shoes were on, on, on same par with that kind of uh, release schedule. So in any event, when those when when those released re-released again, and I realized well I'm not not really doing myself any good by saving a pair that that just got re-released. I started looking at more rare pairs, um, and I mostly through eBay. And at that point, eBay people that eBay sellers that had those mm-hmm. uh, rare samples or rare shoes, um, they typically had some kind of relationship uh, to someone, um, and that's how they were able to get them. Nowadays, 
you might go on eBay and see someone selling a rare sample, but that could just be someone that that you know bought down the road, and it's likely someone that bought down the road. And could easily be fakes as well. It could be fakes as well. That's that's a really good point. And um, and so uh, the first shoe that um, that that uh, that I saw wasn't a sample, but it was a rare one. It was Eminem's uh, Jordans Two, Eminem Two, and and, mm-hmm. and I was a huge fan of the Jordans and and a uh, a huge uh, fan of Eminem. So when I saw the um, when I saw that, and it was a little bit over a thousand dollars, that I had never spent close to that for a pair of shoes. And 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 so seeing that, you know, was was the first time I thought, all right, well, fine, I'll I'll, I'll I really love this shoe. Mm-hmm. I'll spend a little bit. I found out a little bit about my uh, seller. Uh, he was someone that had some connections to people that were would get these limited shoes, mm-hmm. and and um, and so that's uh, started my first purchase of a rare shoe. What was interesting about him, and he's still selling these samples. Um, what's interesting about him is he, he, he was the first one that told me, that, hey, this is how you take care of these shoes, and this is how we all do it. You, you got to watch out for the moisture that, could, <laughs> that, can, that can catch up in, in, in these. And so what we do is we go and we buy these uh, adult diapers, and, we, um, and then we wrap them up in that, and it soaks up any moisture, and it's really good for preserving those shoes. And this is how we all do it. People that are in the know this mm-hmm. is what they do. They they go and I so I said I oh really and I and I thought this was some great information and I and I went to the Walgreens and and of course uh, wasn't too thrilled of having to find out and ask where the adult diapers <laughs> were. But that was um, that was my first uh, thing and I and I got a whole box of them. I ordered a whole bunch of them and and I think I still have a bunch left because I stopped I stopped using them. But uh, but that so it was a really good um, uh, relationship, I think, for both of us uh, early on with with this guy that sold me my uh, the Jordan M and M's and and shoes that went from there, and um, and I started building relationships with him. And when, when you're um, when you're spending this much on shoes, um, at that point it was it was a small universe of people, and um, and and so it, your your name kind of got around. Maybe mm-hmm. I was the I was the lawyer in Chicago that was known for purchasing. These shoes, and I really didn't give much um, trouble to the people that were selling them because I respected what they were doing. They were they were offering me an opportunity that I don't think a lot of people had, and so mm-hmm. um, I wasn't trying to nickel and dime them on their. So it was it was a workable uh, relationship, and and from this person, someone else who actually was from Chicago had the same kind of connections as this person that sold me the Jordan. Um, and 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 uh, and so that relationship of of Jor- getting Jordan samples um, was increasing because now I had two people kind of looking out for me. Um, you know, to them I was I was the the guy that was you know could could buy their shoes and give them a real nice profit. Um, and they were essentially uh, middlemen, but they were middlemen to to the people that actually really were on the front lines of getting these shoes. And and then. Um, and I would hear about this 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 third person that kind of like he's the one who got the shoes and would pass them to his people like these two, mm-hmm. and they would they would be competing against each other, and and um, and he found out about me and so he found a way to reach out to me and then we ended up cutting out and not all the time but in some some transactions where where he was fine working with me directly he would do that um, he would then get more money. 
um, and and I would save money in terms of my purchases. I, I kind of in my head always referred to him uh, as the godfather, like this is the, <laughs> the godfather of, of Jordans because he was, I knew he was above these other two and he was passing things on because the way I would know is a lot of times when, it, when one of these rare limited samples would come uh, available, mm-hmm. I would get these uh, texts for pictures and the same pictures came from these same people and then... Um, and then, and then those people got them from this this one person I referred to as the Godfather. So, I was developing early on a, a, um, a, a really good relationships with these different people for for Jordan samples. And then, um, and then you know some of these LeBron samples I was getting, I really liked the the quality and, and the um, design of a lot of these uh, LeBron. I couldn't stand LeBron, but but his sneaker <laughs> I, I I loved. And uh, and then someone got me uh, connected me with. With what you know became, I think my biggest LeBron uh, plug, if you will, and and uh, and then I just my my level of samples and and, and rarity um, just just skyrocketed because uh, this person would would deal directly with me, and so that that's really how I started buying mm-hmm. uh, samples, and it just kind of um, uh, exponentially increased once I um, got in, in in contact with him. Yeah, so you're. I've pretty much gathered. Uh, if if you're playing the sample game, though, it's no cheap. Uh, it's no cheap game, is it? No, no. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot of money that that went into those. Um, I wouldn't pay top dollar. That 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 was that was the benefit for me working with these people. Is mm-hmm. I would get better prices than 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 people. So that I was. If you're looking at a, a terms of uh, you know a line of uh, of of the a history of the transaction, it would go from. Possibly someone at, at at Nike, or someone, uh, yeah, likely let's just say someone at Nike to someone to my guy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, you know, in the early on uh, 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 chronology of the, of the of the disposition of this shoe. Um, that you know nowadays you can get a shoe, a rare shoe, and it, it it may have hit you know five or six other people. Um, um, further down the line and so everyone's trying to make a little bit of money and so that price you know just takes a little bump each time and it goes to a new a new person that that does sell it i i for the for the a number of years wasn't selling mine so mine were just staying at, at my level um until i until i sold a bunch of them um a couple of years ago yeah um so you mentioned getting in contact with that uh lebron seller the sample seller yeah. uh you had told me over the phone before we talked um, about the the quest, the the story behind getting the pair of Miami Night uh, Miami LeBron Night Eights. Eight, yeah, you said they were one of three. Yeah, you know, I I, I really uh, am not a huge fan of quoting numbers because mm-hmm. every time I say it's one of three, then I see a fourth one yeah. pop up. Um, but I that's that's I haven't been proven wrong on that one of three yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was that was a funny story. So you, you meet characters, and my LeBron guy is definitely a character. He's from New York. <laughs> he talks. He's got a strong New York accent. Mm-hmm. Um, he is of the shorter stature, but he talks as if he's ten feet tall. Yeah, and, that's most New Yorkers. I yeah, think. yeah, having a lot of family from New York, I can agree. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and so um, you know when you're in the position that I am, where you're you're relying on on this person to to get you access to those shoes you kind of just just take uh some of the some of the stuff some of the um 
for lack of a better word, bullshit that that comes along with with <laughs> with, uh, with with dealing with people. So he he would not win any customer service awards. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But he his access of product um, made him uh, a very uh, um, uh, elite person to to be in contact with, and we developed a very strong relationship. And so, yeah, and, uh, but he was very strong and adamant. Whenever he would recommend that I should buy a shoe, he he would tell me. He would he would sometimes tell me, you know, I don't think you really need this one, um, because you know, for whatever words, he, he he didn't think it would 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 command the type of um, value that 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 a lot of these other ones he got. So he would give me his 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 input on that. Um, there was the the Miami Night Eight High was one where I was um, just kind of looking through rare samples. I would constantly always be be searching the internet, and uh, and that one came up, and I just uh, I fell in love with how it looked uh, um, um, right away. And I and I hit him up. It's LeBron. He's the best as far as I was concerned. He was the best LeBron <clears throat> connect, and 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 he kind of like basically laughed. Um, he, 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 my, my last name is Weiner, but he, he always called me Weiner and just never changed. He, he goes, uh, he goes, Weiner. He goes, there, there's no way <laughs> you're going to get that shoe. I don't know what you're thinking. I, I, if I, if that, if I could get that shoe, I would get that shoe for my own collection. There's absolutely no mm-hmm. way. Um, uh, don't even try. There's like three of them. Uh, I I I I know I know where one is, and that guy's not letting it go. And uh, so don't even try. There's no way you're gonna get them. And that was the basic uh, extent of that phone call. And um, and I was a little uh, deflated after that. And uh, and and also a little pissed off um, because uh, he was telling me something that I I couldn't do and. And I just that didn't make sense to me that that uh, and, and and so in that same call though he did he did mention where this uh, where the seller was that 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 he knew that had, that had that shoe and and um, and again because of how small the universe of of these people that were plugged with these uh, with these shoes I had um, I had uh, 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 basically just thought all right well this guy gets a lot he's from that same area and i know he he gets these access to to some of these same shoes and actually he got access to a couple different shoes that that my guy didn't get and um and and that's another story um uh, but uh he uh so i i hit him up and i just sent him a picture and and i said hey is there any way uh do you know anyone that might have this and he said, uh, and, and we had started to build a relationship, and so he trusted me. And he said, uh, he "said Yeah, I have it." I said, "Oh, you do." And and uh, so then the negotiation started, and 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 it didn't stop until I got him to agree. I mean, he wanted something outrageous for it, and and I said, "Well, I can't afford that." And and then here's what here's what I can do. Plus, here's what I can do for you in the future for the next few pairs, and. And made it so we got it to a price that was that was um, uh, a lot better, um, a lot more reasonable, and um, and I could not wait to get that pair. I that was one of the most exciting pickups. Um, and when I got that pair, uh, the first thing I did was uh, put it on my coffee table. A lot of my my initial pictures on Instagram were only only just uh, for purposes of me. Um, 
putting, uh, taking the picture right away, put it on a coffee table, taking it just so I can, I can, I can show my friends and 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 show Instagram that I got it. But it was, a, mm-hmm. um, I mean, my name and my Instagram, KW two one two seven zero, is was my login at my my first law firm, and uh, and just because I didn't want to forget about my login, but uh, <laughs> it had no no relation to sneakers. Um, and by the time um, that in, my Instagram got any kind of decent number of followers it was too late to change it to, to something more sneaker related so anyways i posted it out, a picture on it took a picture on my coffee table sent it to him within within seconds he 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 laughs and then and then and then he says how did you get this and then he calls me and then he wants me, and then he tells me i can't sell it ever i uh, he gets first rights to purchase it and 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 so in any event that was just that was a great day a great feeling when i when, mm-hmm. I, when I proved the plug wrong and, and, I, <laughs> and I got that shoe so plug the plug uh no for sure um you you mentioned your instagram kind of as that medium to you know flaunt your kicks mm-hmm. uh checked yesterday it's checking in at 44.4 thousand followers as of right now um being a sneakerhead on the older side you said you kind of discovered it as a way to post but you know instagram was kind of always seen as this younger social media for i remember got big when like i was personally in middle school um but you know like through instagram do you think i know we kind of talked about this in the beginning but like do you think it's really become a the source of influence in the sneaker community well i i I think it's um i think these social medias change i mean I, i grew up and i think uh MySpace was just starting to hit, and then and then Facebook, and and I think now with um, Instagram and Snapchat is certainly t- trying to make differences to come more like a like an Instagram type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but I do think Instagram right now is probably the leading the leading choice of of people, um, you know, pushing whatever it is they're pushing. Um, they're 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 biggest outlet for social media it seems to be to me just by based on hip-hop you know um you get the ability to stories so you got you know famous decks and and other other hip-hop artists um and other people high up in fashion um virgil Doncy, um, mm-hmm. easy Oldeboer. those guys will put something on their um on their story where they're at the latest fashions what they're doing and and so it just seems to be that seems i mean twitter is of course there um, and and Facebook, but Facebook, I think, I, I think, and, and Snapchat, like I said, but I think Instagram right now is, is the number one social mm-hmm. media outlet for a lot of these, a lot of these uh, websites, a lot of these sneaker websites, a lot of these um, Instagram um, uh, streetwear, fashion, and all those things. Yeah, sneaker news checking in at seven point two million followers. I think I looked last night. Um, so you were talking about how in the beginning you would just kind of post pictures of your sneakers on the coffee table and Mm -hmm. you're like oh I wasn't as much of a professional but now uh, I was looking through some of your photos and they're pretty professional quality Uh, is it you have you really perfected the craft gotten a lot better at it no no I mean there's the Levi 4s I got it was one of those again instances I was so happy to get it I was really wanting that pair so I took a just a and a close-up angle shot with my iPhone um, and I posted that picture um, but for the most part it's it's a lot of younger younger people I got, I got a few couple uh, two really go-to picture um, uh, photographers they're in they're in college um, about to graduate in a year or so and uh, and they've just um, uh, perfected their 
um, skills at taking pictures and not only their skills but then they've gotten like the latest equipment with the biggest lens and I just did a photo shoot yesterday of about 10 pairs and, and, and his lens is wide angle lens with you know a focus on the shoe with you know the the river Chicago River in the background mm-hmm. or the Chicago Theater sign in the background or the bean in the in the background yeah no shortage of places yeah in, uh, the Windy City exactly exactly so we just did that yesterday and but again this is one of my go-to photographers that that just does it and and, and these guys just you know they have a very creative eye and they have ability to for the most part I would just drop the shoes off at at one of these two guys's place and and then they would you know give them back to me a few days later um, with the pictures but um, yeah, so that's that's lately, and and uh, and that really came about because people were just uh, over and over again making the same kind of uh, um, uh, ridicule of, of <laughs> my pictures and the quality. And you know, you have you have a shoe that's worth a few thousand dollars, but you're you don't take the time to take a nice mm-hmm. picture. Yeah, of it. and there was and then and I listened to him, and it was a good point. And then when I started, I really started liking it when, when it, it was hard, it was hard to be patient while I'm sitting on these shoes. Um, um, but that, uh, but that, 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 um, that I, I just got to, I kind of guess matured in that way where I was, I was able to, to, to gain some patience to, for the benefit of getting a really nice, uh, picture taken, which is actually, um, uh, I think, uh, a good segue into, um, uh, Unseens. Um, there are uh, these are these are shoes, uh, very limited, rare shoes. Sometimes had them before the actual player or his friends and family had them. Like mm-hmm. sometimes had a LeBron unseen um, uh, before LeBron had them. And <laughs> and the reason why they were uh, well, I don't know the full rules or full reasons, but my th- thought process as to why these were unseen was um, and what I was being told was. You know that that everyone didn't have their shoe yet. That the players would be upset if they saw pictures of their shoe before they got them. Um, that uh, because of their connections to the people at Nike, they were able to get them sooner, and so keep them unseen. But once you start seeing uh, pictures of them pop up, um, then you can start to post your your your, your shoes. So what I I started collecting. You know, I must have had at one point maybe forty or fifty unseens. And, <laughs> wow! And, and I you know. And and people would lie to you if, if 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 they say, well, you're not just in it. I mean, you're not. You don't get some satisfaction from showing your pictures um, and 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 getting other people's reactions to them. So some may say, and there are I say, I think there are people out there that um, don't disclose what they have in the collection. They have some amazing shoes in their collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and 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 more power to them. And there could be reasons why they're not disclosing them because maybe it's easily that shoe is easily uh, traced to them. And if their shoe started appearing when when they were told to keep it confidential, yeah, they might get in trouble. So yeah. so there might be other reasons why. But but bottom line is, I was certainly one who loved to, sh- to show these shoes and spending a lot of money on these shoes. And mm-hmm. at some point, but I but I did respect. Um, the sample game, and and that that required that if you got on scenes, you were not supposed to uh, show them because if you did, your your plug would get in trouble, and mm-hmm. and then um, he may not his access to these shoes may be cut yeah, off. Yeah, might be jeopardized. Yeah, so it was it was actually a really big deal, and I never wanted to cross that. Well, um, there was uh, this uh, one LeBron shoe, and. Um, 
and I, I'm not gonna really say what it was, but but it it was an interesting story, and this is highlights a little bit of the the ugliness, or maybe maybe not so ugly, but maybe kind of um, behind the scenes of what's going on with people that that compete in the in this market of selling these very rare samples. Yeah, and um, and uh, and so I had this one pair that that LeBron hadn't been given yet, and and we could not post, and it was um, kind of like a unicorn. Every once in a while, you hear about a shoe, but you never see a picture of it, mm-hmm. and yeah, and and you wonder why, and and you you know you might partly think, well, it never got produced, or you might partly think it was it was it was you know just a fake rumor, and then the other thing is it might really exist, but but people aren't showing them yet. So so. Um, w- Based on what I just explained about the, the 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 reasons why you wouldn't want to show an unseen, yeah. If someone is competing with with my guy, that's giving me, uh, uh, selling me all these uh, rare shoes, um, including these unseens. If one of those were to get were to, were to get posted, um, then it would look badly on him, and and so his competitors might have, you know, uh, might be strongly motivated to. To get one of my my pictures out there. So, what had happened um, when I would get these unseens is I would sometimes um, put them behind my my sneaker con tables and and I would cover them up with like tablecloths or some kind of thing so no one could mm-hmm. see them. But I would say, you know, someone that I trusted say, hey, come on, I got here's a, this new <laughs> one I got, and I would show it to them. And and um, and so um, so that was going on. And then every once in a while. Um, I would send a picture to someone that that wasn't in this state, but but that we had developed a relationship, and so I had done that. I had sent the picture of this shoe to someone, and apparently, um, and, and he had, and, and he was someone I could trust, and he had my, you know, he he was not trying to stab me in the back, but he unknowingly um, was trying to show off this shoe that I had, mm-hmm. and so you know, even though it wasn't his, it's still, hey, look, I got this picture of this yeah. shoe. Check out what you know. What he has, so he sent it to one of my um, uh, my biggest LeBron uh, connection, his, his one of his his biggest competitors, and that guy, very smart guy, um, uh, you can't trust the guy, but he's very smart, and that he did not. So he wanted, he knew what needed to happen. One, he needed that picture to get out. Two, so that I would get get in trouble with my connect, and that I would have to seek elsewhere. Uh, hopefully, him. To get access to mm-hmm. these very rare shoes, and three, maybe my connect would get in trouble because it could be traced back to him. So he saw this opportunity, he seized it. He used a, a, another guy that loves to post pictures. He doesn't care about the rule of unseen. He can't keep it quiet. He just once he gets a picture, he has to post. Yeah. He plugs his website. He puts his website on the pictures, and he just he just wants full credit so that when sneaker news or someone gets it, mm-hmm. they can go crazy with it. Um, so this was actually this happened on my birthday where this this so it was not a good birthday for me. But this um, it was kind of funny how you, how how it went down. But uh, so this guy. Who I'm telling you has no no scruples, um, and and this one very smart competitor of my my guy knew that, and he knew once he gave it to him, he said, "Hey, look at this." He knew it would be it would be leaked, um, and then he was hoping that I'd get cut off, and then he was hoping my guy would get in trouble, and all this wonderful stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I, and 
and I didn't put any of this together, by the way. I was not that smart or, or <laughs> into it, but my, my connect was put it together. And and thankfully, that's probably what saved me from, from, from getting cut off. But he, um, yeah, the picture got, the, so the picture of these shoes got posted. It went, it went, and then the sneaker community went viral. And, and people were, and it was obviously my shoe because it was on, it was one of my coffee table pictures. Mm-hmm. The and infamous coffee the table. The infamous coffee table at this time. So there is no debate as to who. And so um, I see the picture, and I don't see it. Uh, the first time I see this picture, people are, are hitting me up. You're not going to believe this. The shoe got released. That 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 was would be a wonderful thing for me because that's, again, I mentioned, that's when you can actually show your, your unseen is once it starts getting out there, it's no longer unseen. So then you can post a picture saying how you have one. Mm-hmm. So I was like thrilled. People were telling me they would send me pictures on my phone and I would, and I would, I wouldn't blow it up or anything. I just see it on my phone. Like, oh my God, this is great news. Mm-hmm. And I went home and I, and I hit up my, my, my big connect. And I, and I said, uh, I said, look, I said, look, I said, this is me. We can post. He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes wiener. He goes, no, you cannot post right now. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. We think it's a guy in New York. We're trying to find out who it is, and and we're trying to to, 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 to tighten this up. Do not post this picture. So it was another one of those calls. I was deflated um, <laughs> right after I hung up, and 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 um, so then I just my day went on, and then at nighttime I start to look at uh, sneaker pictures and start to look at these links that people were sending me, and I sitting in my, uh, my this one chair, this rocking chair, and I'm just rocking back and forth while I'm looking at this picture, and then I and then I blow it up so I can see the details of it, and and I see my coffee table, and I and I realize this is actually my picture. I, I had not realized until that time, after I had talked to my connect about, hey, can I post this picture yet? I was so excited. I had not realized until, so now my face is like, I think it went completely red, and mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh my God, I'm the reason, my picture got out, I'm the reason why this has happened. Mm-hmm. And then I call my connect, like almost as if you got in trouble and you're calling your mom or dad <laughs> to, 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 to just kind of like uh, mitigate the, the damages that you know is going to happen. So I wanted to come, come, come clean and uh, tell him I just realized this. And so I left him a message. Well, one thing that, again, this guy was not customer service guy of the year. One thing he just didn't do was respond to text at night. So, um, so I, I called him. This was an actual voicemail. I called him. He didn't respond to me at night. And then he responds to me the next day. So now I'm having all these things in my head. Well, maybe he won't discover it's my, my, my shoe. He didn't say anything yet. It's clearly on my coffee table, and he didn't say anything yet. So maybe now I'll just, I'll just you know, play dumb and not say anything. And, and um, so the next day I, I, my mind went around, you know, back and forth, and I just said, all right. So he called me back. He said, what did you want? And I, I said, I had I said, well, you know, I, I I just wanted to see if you've heard anything new on that on that on that sneaker. So I I I I I, I, I wimped out and I did not tell him <laughs> what I, that I knew that was my picture and and uh, and um, and then uh, a few hours later he he found out because um, this very well known um, sneaker guy who I don't have fond feelings um, for, but uh, um, uh, you know. Uh, his rhyme, his name rhymes with perfect uh, queer, you know, but it's really a perfect pair, you know. I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna really dog him too much, but on this <laughs> particular thing, uh, my my guy explained that he's the one who told him how it was my pair, 
look at that coffee table. That's Ken's coffee table. That's Ken's picture. And he was just one of the people that were getting rare. He, 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 he has, you know, plenty of money, way yeah. more money than me. And yeah. he would, uh, you know, get these pairs. But for some reason he got, he had to go through, through the other guy who didn't get the, whose prices weren't as good. And so, um, he had actually, um, disclosed on scenes in the past, and so he was caught off, cut off by my guy. So he was forced to go to someone else to get a lot of his shoes, and 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 maybe there's jealousy. I don't really know the the reason, but there's a lot of jealousy at that level with sneakers, and uh, um, uh, and so he felt so he decided to disclose to my guy. Um, that it was my picture and wanted to make sure that I knew that he knew that it was my picture. So my guy called me back and said, what is it? You know, I found the, is that I, I go, yeah, but I don't know what happened. I did not do anything. My guy, my guy is extremely smart and very, very well in tune with the secret community. So he started asking me, well, who did you send it to? Tell me everyone. It was only like six or seven people, people you wouldn't think uh, have anything. And, and when I told him this one name, he's like, that's it. That's it's him. That's what happened. That person gave it to the other guy. He knows that other guy. That person gave it to the other guy. That person is doing this because he wants you cut off from me. He wants me to stop selling to you. Mm-hmm. He to, so he, he figured it all in a matter of minutes. Um, and that was uh, – so that's kind of like my, my story about these unseens. I loved having them. It was frustrating because I could not post them. And there was some ugliness involved in that if you um, you had people that were always trying to, um, to, to, to maybe get it. Get that competitive advantage. Yes, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so you you mentioned that you have forty to fifty pairs of unseen. At that at that time, at, at that yeah. Time. At that time, I did. Yeah, and it was, yeah, and some are you know, bigger than others in terms of of, of rarity. But uh, um, yeah, there's just you know for whatever reason, um, I always thought it was because the other friends and family had not gotten their pairs yet, um, or the players had not gotten their pairs yet. Or that they were there were so few pairs that that it would be known known who who they came from. So for for all those reasons, they were unseen because they hadn't mm-hmm. been shown to the public yet. Once they were shown to the public, um, then then it was fair game. You could post them. Yeah. So my question for you is: if that's one, you know, percentage of your total collection, are you at liberty to disclose what the your total collection's at? As of today, well, as of today, it's nothing like it was at the, at those times. I did sell to to one one buyer in in, in the Chicago area. Someone I had a really good uh, relationship friendship with, um, and uh, and he purchased uh, with the help of investors purchased a good portion of my shoes. There's I don't really want to go into the details of how that deal kind of went went a little bit sour. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, but but needless to say, a lot of my shoes um, were were sold to him. I still have. I still have some gems, but not nearly like I, I did at that at that one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you've talked a lot about uh, you know your your best stories, pursuits for a pair of kicks, but you didn't exactly mention what would you say is your favorite pair of kicks in your collection. Well, and I still have that pair. It's it's the what the KD four. Uh-huh. Um, that that is a uh, that it's um so the what the collection. I think a lot of people know it by now. Yeah. Um, but it it's basically a particular model of shoe. The latest whatever shoe 
um, they're at in terms of model. You know, you have the Jordan 4 or the, the um, Jordan 3s or the LeBron 10s or the LeBron 8s. Um, so you would have uh, um, a shoe that would be made um, with little portions of of a lot of those more popular shoes yep. that release in that that particular style, and it'd be the what the what the LeBron eight or what the mm-hmm. in this in this instance it was the LeBron what the what the KD four when Nike had not had not decided to do this what the thing yeah. for, for everything they just did appear for 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 um, KD and then um, you know the designers I was always told that the designer had had a pair. And and then and I got a pair and I got a, um, a pair only because I just happened to be at the right place at the right time, um, but it was not known that I had a pair or that the designer. The only um, uh, Katie has this um, um, one, and I uh, I can't remember if he's a relative or if he's just a a great um, uh, was like best friend, um, but he he's a he's a huge supporter of KD and very in very in with with KD and um and he would always every not always but every once in a while he'd post the uh, KD size 16 what the KD4 mm-hmm. and it was called it wasn't called what the KD4 it was called one in something I can't remember the name you could search it but it, um but it was it was it was a different name for it and he says the only one and you know he would sometimes say this is the only one of these out there and again, this is why you don't say this is the only one out there. You you say the numbers because yeah. there's a couple of other people that might have them. And and then, but and that's what happened. I um I think people every once in a while when he would do that, they would say, "Well, check out KW two one two seven zero and 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 you know he would get a number of responses. So so he just wouldn't follow up with them. He didn't really understand what that meant when someone would put that on his post when he posted that picture. But one day I woke up. And I have like a, a ton of likes, all from one person liking all these pictures, and they were all my KD shoes. He went through all of my pictures posted on Instagram, and and literally liked every single one, and including the what the KD four. So mm-hmm. he 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 realized at that point that I had it. He didn't know who I was. Maybe I was connected. Maybe whatever. But he such a KD supporter and. Um, fan and, and, and family and, and, and whatever that he he always supports Katie and, and was showing me some love by going through each one of my pictures and, and tagging and I thought that was I thought that was awesome. He never said a word to me. Uh-huh. He's never messaged me, he still has not messaged me. He did that same thing um, uh, a few years just recently, like maybe in the last year where he just woke up and started liking uh, all my, all my KD pictures, mm-hmm. and uh, but uh, anyways, that's my favorite shoe, um, and uh, and it's it's just a it's made of I, the designer is just brilliant what he did in that particular KD four, which I I still think is the the most popular of all the KD models. Yeah, probably I would agree. Yeah, yeah, but it, it had you know the Nerf, it had the Weatherman. Yeah, that's what my, my next ga- question was going to be. <laughs> the Galaxy, the uh, uh-huh. Um, and so what this designer did, too. yeah, yeah. Um, what the designer did was he took all those, you know, there's, there's a little bit of the nerf in a couple spots on these yeah. shoes and there's, and he, and he made the two best soles too. Like the, the two best soles, in my opinion, of the KD4 line is the all-star mm-hmm. galaxy one, which, which glows in the yeah. dark. And then the weatherman, which looks like a, I don't yeah, know, like weather, a weather map. map. Yeah. And so one shoe has the weather map and one shoe has the all-star, all-star galaxy soles. So he just was. 
was very i mean these designers are so creative and so smart and he and in my opinion made that shoe you could not have done it better if you tried it today you could not have made it better than what than what he did so and i mean i've we've seen different iterations of the what the line and some like the kd4 and the lebron 9 are very very nice like yes. work as a shoe and some of them like the lebron 11 right. are just uh, though to be fair, the LeBron Eleven isn't exactly one of the best models. But. Right, right. Yeah, that you said that LeBron Nine. Oh my gosh, that's that's a great, great one. Do you have that pair too? I, I had it. I don't have mm -hmm. any more, but that was one of my favorites. That, yeah, that, that that was really well done. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. We talked about you mentioned the KD Four. You thought that it's probably the favorite of the KD lineage. I would probably agree. Um, did you say they're actually re-releasing them June seventh? The which one? The KD four. The KD four. It's this uh, colorway. It's called Battle Tested. Oh no, I didn't. Uh, that's awesome. No, I I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that. That's what they were doing. But mm -hmm. uh, that's that's cool. Yeah. So it, it's interesting as like you know Kobe just retired and they're starting to re-release his sneakers. LeBron is still playing and they're re-releasing the Air Zoom Generations. Yep. Um, it is. It will be interesting because I mean Jordan's really. I mean, you got Iversons and whatnot, but Jordan's like the one that retired and all of his old shoes came back. So it's kind of interesting to think about when LeBron retires, when Kobe obviously retired, when KD retires, which models will be remembered and which models will come back. Right, you know? right. We, my connection knew about the re, the the re-release of all these models. Starting knew that was coming, like like. Years before it happened, the Airzim generation. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and and everything. He says these are all going to be they're going through, and he he had seen prototypes of what those would look like. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, he had always known that that was going, that that was in the works, and so it was exciting to to wonder, and and also a little concerning if you had samples and you had these expensive samples, you know, what would happen? Would they release an, uh, another All Star, uh, another you know Graffiti Four? Or, mm -hmm. or fruity, you know, pebbles. Fruity right? pebbles. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. So, uh, and then, yeah, I think my my my, my favorite LeBron model, ugh, it's probably between the seven and eight. But uh, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. those are those are, and I still have I still have some of those. The thing about the fours, I don't think I'm a huge fan of the model, but between the birthday pair, the fruity pebbles, and the um, What's the other one you mentioned? The graffiti. The graffitis, yeah. yeah. Those are, I mean. I agree. It's kind of unparalleled. I agree. Those are really creative at the time. And, and uh, yeah, I, I agree, actually. I'm not a huge fan of that. that the model, no. The model, no. But those, yeah, those are those are beautiful. It's kind of like. Stewie, the Stewies are. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those are just. Whoever, those are great. That, that, whoever designed that, like, you know, you just got to find that guy and just you know make him you know design more because he's just that's just like a it looks like it's three-dimensional it's <laughs> it's really it's really amazing how he did that i also like i mean this is a big aspect of sneaker culture but i love when you know pop culture and sneaker culture overlap i mean you have obviously the air mags along with the kobe's and the um the the hyperdunk original versions and mm -hmm. you have those stewie shoes uh, things like the Fruity Pebble, LeBron's, those came back on the 15s, but I thought it was a pretty clean pair and yeah. uh, sold out, selling for a lot. But, yeah, I'm always a big fan of when that happens. I was a big fan of pop culture. Um, so we talked a lot about best story of pursuit of pair of kicks. Uh, you mentioned, we've talked a little bit about Chicago and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, 
What would you say your favorite store or spot in Chicago to go to for sneakers would be? Uh, it's still RSVP uh, Gallery. Um, the guys that were, it's, uh, you know, and I don't know the history of, uh, I mean, I know Don C is an owner of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know who his partners are. At one point, you know, he always knew it was Don C and Virgil um, were owners in that, but I don't know if that's still the case. Um, but that store is just so unique in that it, um, and it's just so great for Chicago because it gets things in terms of every, what you just were saying. It mixes sneakers with with fashion, yeah. high, very high end fashion, and it's got a, you know kind of like a mid level. Like you'll see some 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 Adidas fashion that that you know it's more affordable to to a lot more people, and then you'll see some of the um, some some items in there. You'll see there for three four thousand dollars and. Uh, Kanye's, you know, Don C is, you know, mm-hmm. tied in with Kanye and those guys. And, um, and there's a history there that I don't want to start talking about because I don't, you know, I've been told things, but I just, you know, I, I would rather hear it from them, from, from them um, in terms of how they became, you know, tight, so tight. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but, but, but that store is just, it's uh, the people there that work there, they're always very, very respectful, very professional. Um, and, um, and uh, they they are very in tune with fashion. I'll go in sometimes and I'll say, well, "What's this? Who did this?" And then they'll say, "Oh, this is human made. It's a Japanese, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, base store." And they you know they use the, the quality materials that they use. That they they really spend a lot of time. You know, that's one reason for why the prices are so much. And you know, they'll just they they're all very knowledgeable. So, um, which is you know really good if you go into. You know, others, other stores. Yeah. You know, you know, you just don't necessarily get that kind of knowledge from 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 the people working on the front lines. Your average Footlocker, probably not. No, no, and 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 what's great is you, um, is these guys give you access to because they're here. They give you access to to stuff like sneakers that I like that that we couldn't get if they weren't here. Um, you know, I'll tell mm-hmm. you with uh, you know their ties to Kanye when when Nike released the. Um, the platinums and the um, the, the, the Z2s and the Solars. Um, very few, if any, other places in the country got both colorways. You can go to Minnesota and get the maybe the platinums, or vice versa. You can go to go to California, go to New York. Very few places had both colorways. Yeah, we had both because of of of, of Kanye's tie to Chicago, and 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 we were able to get them, and there were. At that point, there were a few places, um, uh, very, very few places. St. Alfred's got them, mm-hmm. um, RSVP got them, and Success got them. Yeah. Um, and 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 they each did uh, something a little different. And what was, and here's how tied in Don C is and, and RSVP. They this was so funny. Um, well, funny, not funny, haha, but funny mm-hmm. uh, in that it was, uh, it was, it was pretty neat after the fact. But I was there for. Um, I was there for the re- release of, of that one. It was kind of staged differently between the three places so that you could actually go to all three places and not and, and, and have a chance. So first, let me just start with quickly. St. Alfred's, love that place. Love these guys. Yeah. I don't have a personal relationship with them, but they have notoriously been uh, great in terms of uh, not only customer service, but... Um, you know, you hear about all these places that backdoor pairs and and, 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 and and whatever, but this place has very. If they if their employees get it, great. 
I mean, they should get it. That's why they, you know, they work there. It should be a benefit to them. But mm-hmm. I just have only heard very positive things about them. I've had positive experiences with them, um, and they go above and beyond. And they really, you can tell by their posts and a lot of times that they really love love sneakers and love the sneaker community. Yeah. And and um, they, this is what they did for the for that release. They made, um, I don't know who at their place did it. But, you know, one of these creative geniuses. But he made a shirt, a white shirt. Um, designed for the uh, pure platinum and a, and a black shirt designed for the solar mm-hmm. and and you got in line and and you didn't um, and you paid uh, fifty dollars for the t-shirt and that that also got you a raffle ticket for the shoe mm-hmm. so it was so cool I held on to those t-shirts to this day that I, I have those they um, uh, and they're just really coolly designed shirts and it's just a it's a history you know it's it's uh, of of what happened on that release, and, and and I think it's really cool that they they did that, that they took the time to design a shirt, and you, you went away with something, even though you may not have won the raffle. Um, success, uh, or, they were great. They got both pairs. They got a lot of both pairs. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to say, ugh, oh my gosh, I want to say forty or fifty, maybe of both colorways. Dang, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that that was that was a, um, that was a f- that was at nighttime, so it was. Early in the morning, I got in line for St. Alfred's, got my T-shirts, and, and just waited to hopefully get a call. Then I went to RSVP, um, which I'll talk about last. And then I went to uh, Success at night because they did their sign auction. And uh, the manager there, the, he's also part owner. His name is VDOT, or his nickname is VDOT. Mm-hmm. He's always putting something together first class. He's such a fan of Chicago, and and uh, and he's you know he has he has you know alcohol, and he's got he's just got a nice setup. <coughs> Excuse me. He's just got a nice setup, and he, uh, and you saw these um, two tables. One table was um, like just pieces of paper for each size of the pure platinum, and one another table area was for each size of the of the solar. And, and, and in all of our heads, we thought he only had one pair, mm-hmm. uh, and this is what was cool about him. Um, uh, and it was actually this was actually a smart business move on his part. And so he didn't tell anyone that there was more than one pair. Um, so you're thinking that you must be the high bid. In order to get it, um, and so um, if you thought there were multiple pairs, you might, you know, lessen your bid or, or uh, a little bit, hoping that your bid may, may maybe is not the top one, but is enough to, to get you a pair. Um, anyways, he didn't tell us that. I think it was a good business decision. It was held very professional. He had his people there watching both table areas, making sure there wasn't any funny games. And at, at the black solar table, there was this big ex Bears player. All right, he might have been <laughs> on the Bears. I mean, big, big. Yeah. I was big, but he was way bigger than me. And he was holding he's holding the size 13 uh, piece of paper, and I wanted a size 13. Mm-hmm. So uh, I saw him there, and, and he's holding on to it. And there's probably like another two minutes left. They were doing a countdown of this thing. And, and, I, and, and I'm like, I'm like I said, here, are you done signing? I need this piece of paper. And he's holding it. He won't let, give it to anyone. And... Uh, I said, no, nah, I, I need this piece of paper. And, and, and I was just a complete idiot because I'm just thinking nothing can go wrong with me by, by arguing with this big, huge dude. So I, um, so I say, I, the, the guy working there, I say, hey, is this guy, what's he hanging on to the piece of paper? Does he work here? What's going on? And the guy, the guy realized what he was doing. He said, no, no. And he took the paper away from the guy. The guy was definitely pissed off. And I, and I wrote my name down there. Finally, it clicked that this guy is definitely pissed off. This guy, um, 
would have no issue whatsoever with uh, with killing me, oh. and and uh, and uh, and so I uh, left my name there, and but I went over to the pure platinum area, and just said, well, let him beat me on my bed, and he can have the shoe because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. So I went over to Pure Platinum, and that was just kind of a little bit of mayhem in the last ten seconds because everyone was trying to get their bid on there. And um, and then there's a uh, deliberation. Like they took the sheets, they picked it up right at the time, and they and they go in the back. Why? Meantime, during the, that whole thing, someone you know, a few people came up. Yeah, you believe that guy? He ended up getting kicked out. I said, Oh, that was good. <laughs> um, and uh, and so he got kicked out. And then we're we're waiting for V dot to, to make the announcement of who won the um, who won the shoes. And I actually had to had to had to get somewhere. Um, and so I was, um, you know, just you know, dying to get this thing done yeah. so I can get out. Because again, this is the one at nighttime. And 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 he says, All right, for the solars uh, size thirteen. Uh, you know, and he mentioned like three or four names. We're all like, "What?" And and my own was one of them. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I never told you I only had one pair." And and we're all like, "Oh, okay." We're all you know happy, but at the same time, after we digested what had happened, we realized that he was getting top dollar. Yeah, because what he did was bumped he took, up the price. Well, it, yeah, because he took the highest bid and then he took the next highest bids. Um, and and um, and so he 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 did that, and that's how he gave out those shoes. And then and then I'm like, "Oh, this is great." And then I'm just waiting for him to get done with the with the solars so that I can, you know, buy the shoe and, and get out of there. And, and then he mentions, all right, size 13. And he mentioned my name again. So I ended up with, with both colorways, um, mm-hmm. spent, you know, way more than I would have wanted to. They, they ended up, I ended up making money on them still because the value did, did go above that. Yeah. But, but it was, that was, that was a crazy, uh, that was a crazy silent auction. Um, um, and, uh, and I dropped, uh, ugh, I think I dropped, you know, very close to 5,000 on both those, wow. uh, on both those shoes. And then, and I left, and it was really neat to have them. But uh, and then, anyways, the, uh, RSVP, I did. Um, they had them all set out, um, and, and everyone knew what was supposed to come with the shoe. There's supposed to be a bag, yeah, a dust, a dust bag, bag, yeah, dust bag. Come little, little tips. Um, everyone the, loved because yeah. they're supposed to be like real gold mm. um, in them, in the in the lace lace tips, and and so everyone was, you know. Um, and, and what RSVP did is they didn't have the bag there, and everyone's like, you know, they had a table of all the shoes, and everyone's like, you know, putting their name on the on the list. But I stopped at a certain thing. I'm like, well, you know, I'm not going to go more than this. It doesn't even have the bag. I'm going to try my luck later tonight at success. I, you know, as a collector, I wanted everything that came with the shoe. Yeah. Well, we found out later that RSVP actually all their pairs were samples sample easy ones and so that was nuts mm-hmm. and and that just shows you how, how connected don c is to yeah to 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 nike and to kanye, to kanye. he got the he got the sample pairs and uh, no one would care that it was missing a bag if they knew it was a sample pair um and so i didn't know and, and it was kind of you know bummed they didn't you know didn't know but in any event that was that really so my, that was a long long description of of answer to your question is my, my favorite place is RSVP Gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, very close to them is uh, St. Alfred's, and and uh, and Notre is um, is another one that's on uh, Peoria Street in the Loop. Um, they're really good, really good workers, and those are and, and then Success mm-hmm. is also a really good place to get some some rare, some more hyped up rare shoes. Now I'm looking forward to. I mean, coming from the the Hartford area, there's not nearly the same kind of you know boutiques and uh right. long-held stores within the community it's more just like 
Oh, they built a house of hoops at the mall near me. That's awesome. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, you, you talked about Kanye, uh, Virgil Abloh, uh, Don C a lot. Uh, in terms of where you see the culture going, I've noticed, and I think it's a pretty well-documented uh, effect, but I mean, Kanye, obviously, his Adidas and Nike Yeezy lines selling out a ton. Uh, Don C having his collaborations. Drake, Kendrick, Travis Scott. All these guys uh, are really making their names within the industry. Would you agree that the influencers and sneaker culture are no longer athletes and they're more guys like Don C and Drake? Or would you say there's kind of a, a blend of in-between? I think there's definitely a blend. I think there's definitely a blend, but I do I do see what you're seeing, that a lot of these um, a lot of these uh, influencers are are you know outside of outside of the typical you know athlete, and that's who Nike make, made the shoe for. I, I do see that, and maybe the trend is going there. But I mean, there always would be not only the the the, the fashion people that you mentioned, but also the people that are like known for you know that are just famous like like marky Wahlberg. you know mm-hmm. he, everyone knows he, yeah if you're in the sneaker community you know he loves sneakers yeah and, and he'll go on, on you know one of the talk shows at nighttime late night talk shows and he'll be wearing a really nice pair of shoes yeah. um so there's there's those people too and um but yeah you know every once in a while you're here you're here about you know here's a new lebron only he got or here's a new mellow or you know whatever um you'll you'll they'll, so they'll still command some attention especially if they're if they're wearing something so unique um and and really cool looking mm-hmm. um onto the court you'll see that a lot in these in, in, you know in the playoffs a lot of times they'll, they'll get yeah. some of these and 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 that will command uh s- some attention to them but it certainly helps when um when you have these people in fashion people who are dying to get off-white anything um then when you have off-white work with you know, he he grew up in the Chicago era. He's yeah, a, he's a fan of of Chicago, and, and Virgil Abloh. We're yeah, talking about. So I'm sorry, Virgil Abloh. Yeah. and he and he, um, very un, uh, unassuming guy. Um, I met him in person just because he was at um, uh, Saks Fifth Avenue in Chicago um, promoting uh, his 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 fashion, and and uh, people were able to line up and, and and get an autograph and get a picture with him. But um, I've known other people like uh, personal friends who who knew them because they grew up in the in the same area out in the southwest suburbs suburbs mm-hmm. and just said how you know great of a guy he is and you you kind of knew that he would he was going to go somewhere but you didn't I don't think anyone knew he was going to be you know times you know one hundred most powerful people. Duh, Louis Vuitton now. Oh uh, my gosh, lead yeah. designer. Yes, that's just it's just so great and you just you just want great things um, for people like that. There's you know there's other people. Like him that are that are that are not nearly at his level, but they're up and coming, and hopefully will you know Easy Oldtimer. You know I can't speak enough about this guy. I just I've known known him and uh, both personally and 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 just as a fan in terms of what he's done. And uh, it's just you know you get these people that 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 have just that they just they grind, they work hard, and and yeah, it's fashion. So they're very creative and 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 just like acting, just like becoming a famous singer. You know, you got to kind of hit the right people, and yeah. and and I think Don C is a big, 
big help in that regard. Kanye is a big help in that regard because, you know, if anyone's seen in anywhere close to these guys' circles, um, that certainly helps with their reputation and opens doors that other other people wouldn't 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 get. So, um, it's it's a community, um, and I do agree they they are they are just so uh, have such a strong influence on on, on the sneaker market. Because mm-hmm. it's it's always funny to me just. If you talk about sneakers to many people uh, not as familiar with the culture, they just, you know, they think about a pair of running shoes or a pair of just hyperdunks to play basketball in. But I really think in recent years there's been kind of that trend of fashion and streetwear and sneakers really blending. I think it is kind of in part to some of these guys. I, I think, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. Absolutely agree with you. And it is, and you see this. You see it coming, like you were just alluding to the fact that for a while, it would be a very small universe of of, of people, sneakerheads, and people that were in the know that would know about this community, would know would know about you know how you find out if these sneakers are releasing, when they're releasing, and and and, and possibly restocking. You know, you ha- you have that community, but but it is it is expanding into. Um, into into the rest of the culture when you see mm-hmm. some some people you would not as expect wearing you know maybe some um, older person that's wearing some Yeezys at the Starbucks <laughs> you know and you see and, and a lot of times people that picture will get around in the sneaker community and it's yeah. it's, it's funny to see um, and you know who knows how they got them um, but but yeah I think I think more I think I think you're right I think you're absolutely right that these people are influencing how things are. Uh, what's what's popular out there? What what should what are people trying to get to wear, and uh, and it's it's having and it's and it's extending out even to people outside the sneaker community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you've mentioned talked a lot about Nike and Jordan. Obviously, growing up with uh, Michael himself, that that was always a big influence. Um, I read an interview I think from the Idol Man with you that was saying you said you've gotten into Adidas uh, a bit recently. Uh, are you are you a fan of other brands besides Nike and Jordan like Adidas, and are you a fan of the Boost Revolution in a sense? Yeah, I mean, growing up, it was mostly Nike because it was mostly Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, I did grow up in a Chicago suburb and camped out for when the Bulls were um, in the playoffs and and uh, for tickets to see them, and never got a seat during those playoff years, but but always got a. Um, a standing room only ticket. Um, so I was at I was at some really key championship games um, mm-hmm. when they when they won it all, and and and, and so it was always it was always Jordan, Jordan shoes um, uh, for for the, for the most. Part. Everyone maybe every once in a while with the Reebok they had the pump shoe. Yeah, and D Ford. Yeah, and, and 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 Adidas. You know, every once in a while, but it was it was consistently uh, Nike, and and I think that's still. Um, you know, Nike basketball is still, um, uh, you know, big big thing. I do like a lot of the Nike uh, SB shoes. Yeah. Um, there, I think Nike kind of uses that maybe as its creative uh, outlet for things that that maybe wouldn't be mainstream and not not you mm-hmm. know not made for a, a basketball player on the court. Like the uh, the four twenty pairs. The four twenty pairs. I just I just love that. Yeah, uh, that's great. I got. Uh, in my car right now, I have like five pairs of those white widows because I, mm-hmm. I finally picked them up from the post office. But um, uh, yesterday, but they, um, you know, uh, a, a corporation, uh, a billion-dollar corporation that embraces a 
culture of people who like to smoke weed <laughs> uh, is just it, to me it just blows my mind yeah because it's, like, it's just you know you have uh, so many politically correct positions taken by corporations um and uh and you know even at nike there's been you know some some things that have been shaken up there yeah but 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 the 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 420 shoe with the skunks and the and the and the um the Cheech and Chong, yeah, yeah, and the, and the recent White Widows, you know, to have little 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 pockets uh, to stash your weed in, um, <laughs> or to have the shoe designed like it, it is weed, um, or looks like weed, or Cheech and Chong, everyone, uh, you know, during my generation, and I think people like them uh, like them today. Still, I think somehow the movie still holds up to some in some respects, but you know, loves the Cheech and Chong, so they designed it with the banner, the the bandana that that yeah. that Cheech wore you know, as part of that design. Um, and so, yeah, that's that. So, so, so I, I like it a little, like a lot of different shoes. That's one thing that my tables typically had was a variety of shoes. And mm-hmm. I don't think, I think, um, if someone is a collector out there and he's, he's going to secret con and showing his, his collection, uh, I, a lot of times it's just Jordans or it's just, just, you know, just, uh, LeBron's or, or whatever. But I, I did have a lot of, 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 of different things and I just always like different things and so nowadays yeah that boost I mean I think they reinvented thing I mean and it certainly did not hurt having Kanye oh for uh, sure you know to, to, to do that I mean Pharrell as well Pharrell as well oh my gosh yeah he seems to still be commanding when his shoes release um, top dollar uh, the 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 350s seem to have saturated the market a little bit and mm-hmm. so you're seeing prices you know hang around 400 500 when um, for for some of the the newer releases when they would you know start at release time they'd be around the 500 range and would slowly creep up over time i mean these shoes may still creep up in value because at some point it would be hard to get a, yeah. a, a dead stock pair of of of, of easy 350s and, and it's still a, it's still one of, of stature and uh in in in, uh, in terms of you know being able to show oh you got a Kanye shoe and 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 stuff like that but but yeah I I I, I do think that's cool that it's it's you know you you want that competition out there as a sneaker as a sneaker fan yeah. because then Nike is you know they're forced to step up their game and I think they have I I personally think since Kanye went to Adidas that Adidas really took over that uh, the the streetwear aspect of sneakers but. I think in recent years with Air Max Day and you're seeing with like Sean Wotherspoon and the Air Vapor Maxes, I think Nike's kind of made a huge, bold steps to try to reclaim that throne. Yeah, it's not like the, it's right. It's not. It's usually not something that you can do overnight, and so they have slowly but surely, you know, looked at the, the design of their shoes and like working with people um, to promote these newer designs that and they're and they're really neat. I. I did not get a Wetherspoon, but I I love that shoe. Mm-hmm. Love it. So yeah, I I agree with you. Nike has stepped up its game, and and who knows what if Nike would have done that, but for their pressure being put because Adidas did cut cut into a nice chunk of of Nike's market, and mm-hmm. so um, so you want competition, um, and, uh, and 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 Nike's been around forever, and they'll be around forever, and they'll and and they're a very creative company, and they. Um, you know, they're not just people looking for the bottom line. They're, they they also come out and, and, and come out with a lot of creative stuff. So that's that's good. Yeah, I guess actually a great segue from that. Uh, I would say the last book I read that really impressed me and was just a phenomenal read overall was Phil Knight's autobiography, Shoe Dog. 
Now, have have you read the book? And if you have, are you a fan of it? I, I am ashamed. I got that as a gift just this past Christmas from some, from a good friend, and I have not. Uh, I have not. I know once I start it, I'm gonna fin- I'm gonna finish yeah, it probably that. that I finished it in days. two days. Yeah, yeah. But I but it's sitting. Uh, I just. Um, with all my other stuff, I, I just uh, I'm like, oh, this would be a good time to read a book. I just don't. I haven't had those. It's or it's just kind of like I put it away so it's not in, in sight. But I, um, but no, I definitely I have not read it. I, I heard it was a very good read. I heard it was a very mm-hmm. you know, and I and I want to. So he, yeah, he actually um, he because he stepped down from Nike in 2005. I want to say. Um, and he actually took night classes at a college at Oregon, sorry, at a college, at University of Oregon, <laughs> fairly certain. And he was taking writing classes and he actually wrote the whole thing. Um, and it's truly a phenomenal read. And you know, you see Nike, as you mentioned before, this billion dollar company nowadays, it's like, it's Nike. You see LeBron, you see Kobe, you see the swoosh everywhere. It's such a recognizable logo. But to really read about the origins of I mean, uh, Bill Bowerman making the waffles and with his yes. wife's waffle iron. Uh, um, and uh, I had some of those waffles just because they were they were cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. And Phil Knight. I mean, before he even started making their own shoes, they actually bought Onitsuka Tiger, the Asics. <laughs> um, they he used to buy those and sell them in America because people weren't familiar with Japanese shoes, but. Would recommend if you have the time. Definitely worth yeah. the read. Phenomenal story and just really makes you appreciate what Nike's grown into. Well, him and uh, and, and, and and Tinker Hatfield, you know, yeah. these guys are just you know they were there from from the beginning and, and living they are, legends. They are. They are. I, I had a. I was lucky enough. I had a good friend that uh, that was at um, Thirty Two South State in Chicago when Tinker was visiting, um, and 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 I was at work and he and I worked downtown and he told me. He told me about it, and he says, "Yeah, I just saw Tinker at the and I and I stopped what I was doing, took a cab over there, and literally he was walking out of the store. He was in that little vestibule between the store and the street, and that's where I saw him. And I was, you know, uh, heavy breathing because I just got there, and now he's right here in front of me, and and um, and I got to say a few words to him and tell him how much I appreciate everything he did. And and one of the things that was always on my mind um, is that." Uh, um, you know, I had some of these samples, these rare, and I always thought that if I went to Nike's headquarters, that somehow they had a you know a, a most wanted me, my picture up there on their list of most wanted <laughs> because I had access to shoes that that should have stayed inside the company. Yeah, and uh, so I was really always worried about. I always wanted to go there and visit the place, but always thought that uh, you know they would say, "Oh, there he is, let's get him," and then. Um, <laughs> And uh, and so I said to him, I said, you know, I don't know if I'm your big, you know, if you're a big fan of of, of, of me and, and the fact that I have some of these rare samples that you know probably should not have left the, the Nike uh, headquarters. And, and he goes, he goes, Ken. He says, we like all of you guys. Yeah, you guys, you guys. Um, it is the culture. It is it is culture. You guys make us, you know, help make us what we are. And yeah, and your and your um your love for the the sneakers and everything is just something we we really appreciate. So. I don't think he knew my 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 Instagram at all. I don't think he, I don't think that was anything coming from more than just a, like a general statement of his. Mm-hmm. But it still made me feel a lot better, um, <laughs> and, and took a lot of guilt off my mind because of uh, because of that. But it was it was a neat. And I got a picture with him. I posted it on my Instagram, and it was it was a really cool day. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't gone to Beaverton, the Nike campus yet, is that trip 
scheduled sometime in the near future. Sometime, sometime it is until I really feel comfortable that I'm not on their most wanted. Thing. <laughs> but yeah, sometime I definitely want to go there. They, they, they have a, I've, you know, my, I've had people there that have been there, gone to the employee store and sent me pictures while they're in the employee store and, and sent me back stuff. Cause they actually have some really cool stuff. And yeah. If you can great get discounts. Of, yeah. Uh, 50% or more. If you, if you're one of those people that can get a pass and go into there, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, some last thoughts before we wrap this up. Uh, NBA playoffs obviously going on right now. You mentioned earlier in the podcast that while you're a fan of his shoes, you're not a big fan of LeBron. So who, who do you got, though, in the playoffs so far? Uh, I definitely don't. I'm not rooting for them. I'm not, the Cavs? Yeah, I'm not rooting for the Cavs. You know, it would be nice to have, you know, someone in uh, in the same, you know, conference as, as the Bulls. You know, I, you know, I would be happy with the Celtics. You know, and and um, but I, I I honestly don't follow it. You know, I'm not religious about it. If the Bulls were in it, I would be watching every single game and yeah. and, and knowing every stat and knowing, you know, who who's slacking and all that stuff. Here, I'm just kind of you know happy if I hear that you know they're down two zero. I think it's now two one, but uh, yeah, you know, I I just I don't uh, I don't like him for. Um, not just because he wasn't on the Bulls, but that whole ESPN thing mm-hmm. was the decision. Yes, the, the the decision was just was just ridiculous. It took no regard to his 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 home, and 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 their feelings, and it was just all about him. And and so you know maybe it wasn't you know his his necessarily doing. He just wanted to to, to to just tell the people, and and so maybe it was all ESPN's fault. I don't know, but the point is, I just. There's things about him that he's done that I just am not a not a fan of, um, and so um, uh, that being said, loved his shoes. I went to his house like a stalker <laughs> when I was uh, really when I was oh yeah when I was at SneakerCon Cleveland. Um, there it was just a one day event, and so we had some time. We got there like a, a day early, and we had some time. We we went to his. Um, his old high school because there were some high school shoes that that they made because of him um, mm-hmm. that I had St. Vincent um, St. Mary's yep, SVSMs that's right and then uh, it's one of my favorite pairs the SVSM eights mm-hmm. the, the suede the, the eights had all the great samples oh yeah they did sevens did too but the eights yeah. did and and um, and so uh, yeah I went so we we took a tour. People that you know me that went and others that, that uh, my friends and everything that were close to that were we were at SneakerCon. We just took a tour and we went to his house and they had a security guard there and you know he was wondering. We took a couple pictures of my shoes with with his house in the background and um, it was you know all of like a you know ten or fifteen minutes like literally pulling up and just looking and taking some pictures but you, you can't really see anything and and like I said there's security there but yeah so I did st- you know stuff like that because. You know, it's, I was I had all his shoes and and I, you know and then again that's another one of those things in my head I'm playing out all these scenarios. Oh, maybe LeBron knows me. He sees that I have his shoes, <laughs> and he'll come out and he'll say hi, invite us in for dinner or something like that. He, one day. Yeah, yeah. But then you'll have to root for him, right? <laughs> well, I'll tell him that I would root for him to his face, but okay. I, I, I probably would never root for him. I just. It just uh, it's just uh, it it's just I, I I don't know I just have a hard time just like mm-hmm. I'm a Cubs fan I have a even when the you know the Sox were winning the World Series that it was actually not a good thing in my, the way I looked at it you know people that are fans of Chicago say oh you got to be a fan of Chicago you got to be wonderful to bring attention to Chicago and uh, and I didn't look at it like that you know so I just that's just how I am that's with, fair with sports so. that's fair I will say very quickly that 
you know, for me, LeBron is just the player of my generation. You know, he's the Jordan of my generation. And I kind of understand where people come from with the decision and whatnot, but it's just too hard not rooting for him. <laughs> I'm I'm not a Cavs fan in any regard, yeah. but I just love LeBron. Respect his play. Yeah. I just respect it a lot. Yeah. And obviously, you grew up a Bulls fan, still a Bulls fan. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Um, they're in a rebuilding phase right now. Do you do you like the way it's going with Laurie Markkinen, Zach Levine, Chris Dunn? You know, it there seems like great potential. It's it, I I love Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated to see him go. Um, I love you know they they you know the, you, I think if you're a fan of the team, you always try to you know rally around the players because you want them to do well mm-hmm. and. and uh, so, so I will definitely, you know, hope that you know that these guys can can put something together that can help. But it seems to be rebuilding for a number of years. You know, Derrick Rose was a frustrating thing. Yeah, for um, sure. Love Derrick, and and so that was frustrating. And then you know, and Jimmy Butler came into his own, and um, and you just you know you 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 get behind these players. You know, Jimmy Butler had a had a special Nike shoe made for him, mm-hmm. and um, and he had a special. Um, thing at um at the state street store in, in chicago and they asked me um to put my collection in the background and he's he gets size 12s and 13s which is my size mm-hmm. and so you know we set it up um as the backdrop a lot of my shoes were there and a couple of other collectors but there i think they were a good 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 number of them were mine and and um and he was looking at them and he was you know he was talking to us and we took a picture picture which i still have of of us there and and so you know you get behind these people you you root for them you develop you know whatever you can think of in terms of a relationship not you know that was nothing more than just that 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 day for a few hours but it was still something that that was special to me and so i hate to see him leave and now you know these guys are here and of course i hope they do well but it just seems that there are they yeah, and that's 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 the frustrating thing. Growing up with Jordan, yeah, and, you know, <laughs> a little watching, spoiled. Well, you just get you get spoiled, and you and 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 a lot of people were like, you know, to, after six championships, they weren't like as as bothered as I was um, when 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 they weren't when the Bulls weren't doing everything to keep the uh, you know uh, Phil the coach there and mm-hmm. make him feel like you know he he can do no wrong and just make him feel and. And, and Jerry Krause, you know, had a lot of the, the, the decision making, and and he was, you know, a lot of people blamed, you know, him. And I don't, you know, I don't know the facts or how it went down, but I do know that that Phil, you know, had Phil um, been, uh, you know, treated differently, maybe he would have wanted to stay. And so you just, you know, people are like, oh, six championships, it's all right, he can go. But I, that was just upsetting to me. So my point in saying that is. You don't realize how rare it is to win these championships, and and you need one of one of these players. We had, you know, Pip and Jordan, uh, the, the the best two, you know, combination, and so it's just, uh, you know, you gotta you don't appreciate or you don't really realize how great it is until until that's gone, and then you're trying. Mm-hmm. Now we've been trying, you know, since then to to recapture that, that yeah, magic. To recapture that exactly. Uh, two more questions before we wrap up from our producer over here, Andrew Fenichel. I've been sitting back here listening on and what do you got for us yeah hey kenny i just have a couple questions so my first one um i know you mentioned off-white throughout this interview and i'm looking at your picture of your table at SneakerCon chicago and you had the everlasting you know, supreme collab punching bag it's you know aside from shoes are you into the whole hype beast culture with supreme off 
why you know Bape and that kind of clothing line? I am. I, I like all those lines, and I do. Um, unfortunately, because of my stature, it's not because of muscle, but uh, because of my stature, <laughs> I can't get a lot of those clothes. I try to to look for them uh, in my size, but uh, um, I, I, yeah, I am. I love the. Uh, I have you know some off-white shoes, and I got the off-white uh, Timberland. I have like a. I haven't worn them yet, but I got the off-white uh, Timberland. They made he made um a few different colorways, a black one, the the, the OG kind yeah. of chestnut one. There's a green one, an orange one. Um, I got the chestnut one because they're nine hundred dollars a pair, so they're not like something that you can just go. Haven't worn them yet, but I but but they the, the quality is amazing. So I, I love that. I I do love the the Bape stuff. Every once in a while, I'll try to try to get, find a rare Bape like with the Bape Simpsons. Um, mm-hmm. Some kind of collaboration. Bape did collaboration with Travis. Travis has a huge kind of like Bape thing, and they, they, I think they made a special car for him. Travis Scott. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and Supreme, of course. Every once in a while, I've, I can never hit on those things, so I have to find someone that's got a bot that can that can that can do it for me. And I I have a couple of the um, lamps of the uh, um, what 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 what. Not the Godfather movie, but there was another movie they did a collaboration not too long ago. It was last year. Supreme did it, and they made like these lamps. Um, it was to, to not Goodfellas, but it was some. It was one of these. I'm just drawing a blank on. I'm uh, not big on streetwear, so okay. actually, I'm not. Okay, but it, they. So I have a few of those. I have a few. I have a few of these things that. Um, but it's. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I'm very interested in that in that whole streetwear and, and all the brands you just mentioned. I am. Interested so, in. so you're saying that if we ever do this interview again, you'll show up wearing a uh, Bape Shark hoodie. Well, <laughs> it might look like a Tootsie Roll because again, they don't have my, <laughs> they don't have my size. But uh, yeah, I would I would love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then my last question is: so obviously NBA players, you know, ton of them are into shoe collection. I mean, Jimmy Butler for one. I don't know if he's mm-hmm. in this huge closet he has. Mm-hmm. But are there any NBA players? I know PJ Tucker is one with the Houston Rockets. Carl Anthony Towns has a lot of like Kickster Domus uh, limited edition shoes. Are there any NBA players that you look at as having strong shoe game? Uh, who was the guy on the Bulls? Um, he wore Yeezys one time in a game. Tucker wore Yeezys in a game, but I don't think he was ever on the Bulls. No, it was definitely on the Bulls. Uh, shorter dude. Nate Robinson. Yes. Was, yeah. Yes. He he yes. wore the Dornbecker fours yes. too. Yeah, yeah. He's a yeah. His his sneaker game is good. He knows yeah. he knows all that's yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. And so I guess that he comes to mind. And I used to love looking to see what he was going to wear. And <laughs> when he wore Yeezy 2s in a game, I just thought that was awesome. Didn't he wear the Dornbecker 4s when he dunked over Shaq? <laughs> I don't I'm, know. He may have. I'm pretty sure about that. I'm searching that really <laughs> quick. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, he might have. But he. That's in the lockout. Okay. Yeah, he was wearing them. I guess the Dornbecker fours came out after the Dunkouts. Yeah, he's wore Dornbecker threes. He wears them. Oh no, he wore the foam posits. Uh, okay. Because he wore the kryptonite. Oh uh, right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah, when, yeah. Uh, Dwight was Superman. <laughs> that was great looking back at it. But anyway, um, that's our show. Thank you for Kenny to stopping on in. You can follow him on Instagram, the famous Instagram at kw two one two seven zero. Any last thoughts, Kenny? No, no. This is uh, is great. It's always great to you know 
um, you know, Nate here, uh, I'm sure you guys know that, listen to him, but he goes to Northwestern, so he's a smart dude. <laughs> and he's in the sneakers. So it's always good to, to keep your ties strong to, to people that you know someday <laughs> will be, uh, you know, influencers that themselves are, or at least maybe will be influencers. But he's, uh, so this was this was a pleasure, and, uh, and it's, uh, you made it very, very convenient for me on a Sunday uh, late morning. So I, I appreciate that. Well, thank you for stopping in. All right. Good luck. That's a wrap. It was a long one. I hope you enjoyed it. This also made me realize that I still owe Eric Kennedy the unplugged shirt I promised to send him as a gift for coming on the pod way back when. I'll make that for him along with the ones for all the guests so far. Anyway, to follow along with everything Eric Kennedy is doing, follow him at KW21270 on Instagram. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at ByNateGL. You can follow Unplugged at Unplugged. That's U-N-P-L-U-G-G underscore D. You can log on to the website at up.powderbloommedia.com. That's up.powderbloommedia.com. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, see ya.